from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. This that all elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen. This that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system. This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights. This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite. Weekly battles, ratings shattered, this a revolution. This is change to what the gamers used to doing. This is all about that dark and light contrast. Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. This is the Fight for Wednesday Night, and I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into this stacked show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for subscribing to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and thank you for following the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Let's get into this stacked, stacked show. Before we talk about AEW Dynamite tonight. I want to talk about AEW Revolution from this past Sunday. This is going to be an all-AEW show tonight. AEW Revolution was a really good show that ended off with a dud. You know, we, we wanted to end off with an explosion. We wanted to go off with a bang, but it ended off with a whimper. So AEW had a lot of making up to do tonight. But a lot of newsworthy shit coming out of AEW Revolution. We got the debut of Christian Cage. He's now in AEW. We got the Icon Sting getting his first win since 2015 in his first match since 2015 in a crazy-ass street fight cinematic matchup with Darby Allin versus Team Taz. We had John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an exploding death match, which led to very little exploding and no death. We had John Moxley and Kenny Omega in a match. <laughs> You already know by now what happened, the whole explosion, botch, the dud, the sparklers, the Gilbert moment of the night. It's sad that the efforts of Kenny Omega and John Moxley are going to be for nothing because everyone's just going to remember what happened after the match. And in my opinion, it was so stupid that it wasn't even needed. The match ended before the explosion. They could have saved that shit or they could have called an audible in the ring, but... Whatever. I'm sure by now it's been talked to death. So I'm just going to get into tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which I called AEW's Redemption because AEW left Sunday the laughing stock of the wrestling industry. So they had a lot of making up to do tonight. So AEW Dynamite, it is March 10th, 2021. We start off the show with Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks. This was a high-intensity, very fast-paced matchup. A lot of action, a lot of near falls, and just back and forth. These 
two guys have great chemistry. We've seen amazing matches with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros in the past. So you already knew that Matt Jackson and Phoenix were going to have a really good matchup here. I like that this was Matt Jackson's first singles match in God knows how long. Ray Phoenix has really been an MVP on this show. So I like that he's getting a push because it is definitely earned. Really good matchup. Ray Phoenix gets the victory. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5 star match. I really enjoyed this and it was a great way to open up AEW Dynamite. Then we went to a promo from Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, which I was very interested in because I wanted to know how they were going to explain the whole explosion botch debauchery. And Eddie Kingston basically said that he passed out because he had flashbacks of when he was waiting for his court sentencing and they were being he was being told that he's going to go to Rikers. And all those flashbacks made him pass out. That's why he was lifeless in the ring. John Moxley said that Impact Wrestling must have paid for the bomb, which was hilarious because if you are keeping up with Impact, basically Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone show up on Impact Wrestling every week just talk about how they have no money and it's just a bunch of bullshit there. So I really like how like they're adding that to this. Really cool. We get a quick squash match here between Cody. Oh, by the way, by the way, I want to say that they did you know make fun of this and I did think that it made up for what was, you know, a bad, bad night for AEW. Just, you know, admit it. Don't try to go along with it. Don't call no, like, it's stupid. We all know everything was fucked up. Don't go along with it. Just admit you're wrong. That's what they did. So, really cool to see that. I forgive. I forgive, but the world would not forget. We got a quick squash match here. Cody Rose versus Seth uh, Gargis, Garges, Jarges, Barges. I don't know. No disrespect to him, but the guy didn't even last... A minute with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes beat him with the figure four leg lock. After this, Tony Schiavone comes in to interview Cody Rhodes. This is one of many interviews with Tony Schiavone on this show. He wants to interview Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is interrupted by Pentagon Jr., who says that he is the god of Lucha Libre and he's a lot better than Cody Rhodes. He also says that when he's done with him, he's not going to have an arm to pick up his newborn with. This leads to a big brawl between Cody and Pentagon. So I like where this is going. I think it's funny how... Two-thirds of Death Triangle are babyfaces in Pac and Phoenix. And you got Pentagon, who's a heel here. And he's another member of uh, Death Triangle. So that's funny. But I'm excited to see where that goes. Tony Schiavone comes out again. He brings out Sting. Sting is hyped from his win. He said that Darby Allen's a very dangerous man. But before Sting could really get much out, Lance Archer comes out and he interrupts. He says that since he's not given time on this show, he has to take time. And he said, basically, if Sting has a problem with him, then, you know, everybody dies. Jake the Snake got on the mic. He made, what's it called? He basically made fun of Sting. So it looks like we may be getting Sting versus Archer down the road. That should be really, really good. If you are a fan of Busted Open Radio, shouts to Bully Ray, shouts to Dave LaGreca. They're doing a lot of good things over on Busted Open Radio. Recently, about a week or two weeks ago, they had Lance Archer on the show. And Lance Archer said that a match that he never got in TNA that he always wanted to have was a match with Sting. So maybe AEW's going to do good by Archer and actually give him his dream match against Sting. So that'll be interesting to see. Up next, we get all-ego Ethan Page versus Lee Johnson. This is Ethan Page's uh, AEW Dynamite debut. It was a little tampered with by, well, if you uh, 
were viewing this on TNT. There was audio issues. For some reason, it sounded like there was a basketball game in the background, and we got the audio from the basketball game. So when Ethan Page was coming out to the ring, he was cutting a promo that really nobody could hear or make out, and it... Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply was a missed opportunity, I guess, to because of technical difficulties. This guy's debut was pretty much ruined. So, yeah, all ego, Ethan Page wins the matchup. Tony Giovanni's out again. He wants to bring out Christian Cage. This was an amazing segment here. Instead of Christian Cage coming out, Kenny Omega comes out with the Good Brothers and Don Callis. Callis cuts a promo saying that they didn't want to kill John Moxley because then, you know, they would have, uh, Moxie would have won because then they wouldn't have no one to like beat up and basically just making more excuses on why the bomb didn't go off the way it was supposed to go off. And they made good by it. You know, they, they definitely made good by it. Um, this led to them making fun of Eddie Kingston, which leads to Eddie Kingston coming out. Moxie makes fun of him some more for passing out. He said he gets on the floor and basically, and this is a verbatim quote, Asked Don Callis to 69 him, which Don Callis obliged with. This led to Eddie Kingston punching Kenny Omega, which leads to the Good Brothers and Callis jumping Kenny, well, jumping Eddie Kingston, which leads to John Moxley coming out and evening the odds, which leads to Christian Cage making his AEW Dynamite debut by coming out here, and he he's just staring down Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega very disingenuously wants to shake hands with him. Christian Cage did not want to. Kenny Omega goes to throw a shot at Christian Cage. Christian Cage ducks it, tries to hit the unprettier, but he Kenny Omega's pulled out the ring by Don Callis. Christian Cage holds up the AEW championship. This was very, very, very good, very well done. And like I said, after this show so far, I'm already forgetting about the botch. I'm thinking about the great segments of this show so far. Next, we get six women... Uh, trios action 
It is the team of Nyla, I was about to say Nyla Jax. Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and the Dynamite debut of Maki Ito versus Thunder Rosa, Shida, and Ryu Mazanami. The highlight of this match for me was at the beginning of the match before all the women can enter while Maki Ito is on top of the stage basically performing a song for her entrance. There's a big brawl going on and the match starts. The music drops. She doesn't even realize it. She doesn't even care. She continues to perform for like another two minutes during this matchup. But yeah, so this is going to lead to next week during the St. Patrick's Day Slam. We're going to get a lights out match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So I'm really excited for that because this has been a very intense feud. You get backstage promo, Matt Hardy. He's with Private Party. He adds the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny to the Matt Hardy Enterprises, and they're going to go and take out the Dark Order. So that's now a new tandem. Next, we get the in-ring main event, the TNT Championship match. We got Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allin. This was a hell of a matchup. Awesome back-and-forth action. This was a really good, really good world title, well, TNT Championship match. These two guys just was giving it all in the ring. A lot of beautiful counters, a lot of big reversals. Just a really good, solid matchup here for the title. The match ends when Darby Allen he hits the uh, inside cradle and pins Scorpio Sky. After the match, Darby Allen goes to give Scorpio Sky some respect. And Scorpio Sky he attacks Darby Allen, puts him in a heel hook, and walks off. Scorpio Sky is now full-blown heel. He attacks Darby Allen, but that was a really good matchup. That was the match of the night. I'm giving that a 3.5 out of 5. Next, we get the Inner Circle War Inner Circle War Council. The whole Inner Circle is in the ring. Chris Jericho says that there needs to be changes. Maybe they'll add a member. Maybe they'll drop a member. This leads to Sammy Guevara returning to the show. He comes out. He tells Chris Jericho he knows he's pissed at him, but you got to check out this footage. And basically, Sammy Guevara set up a camera in the Inner Circle locker room earlier in the night. And there was footage of MJF basically saying to the rest of the Inner Circle without Chris Jericho, tonight's the night. It's time for him. It's time for them to take out Chris Jericho. So it looks like the Inner Circle is going to turn on Jericho. This They make it look like they're about to jump Jericho, which leads to a swerve here, bro, where the inner circle then turns around, and now it is the whole entire inner circle as a united front, and they're about to attack MJF. This leads to MJF being fired from the inner circle, and Chris Jericho saying that they're going to have a good old-fashioned inner circle beatdown. Before, though, this really gets underway and they start beating down MJF. MJF starts pretending like he's crying. And then he says that he's been creating his own faction here. And I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the original days of the Fight for Wednesday night, about a year and a half ago, I called this shit out. I said I would love to see a faction between MJF and the FTR and we could make it like a new school version of the Four Horsemen, and that is exactly what we're getting here. Lights go out, lights go back on. We got FTR, we got Tully, we got Sean Spears, and we got Wardlow. They're in the ring, and they attack the inner circle. This was just insane. A crazy, crazy brawl. They destroy the inner circle. 
They put Chris Jericho, they throw Chris Jericho off the stage, puts him through a table. This was just insane. I want to say that I love this. You got a real old school style faction here between the inner, well, between MJF, FTR, Sean Spears, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard. This is just phenomenal. I love seeing this. Like I said, I called this shit a year and a half ago, and I'm so glad it's coming true. This was how you make up for what was a bad ending to a great pay-per-view. But this made up for it so much because this Dynamite was phenomenal. I really enjoyed this show. I gave this whole show a 4.5 out of 5. This was basically perfect. It was a great, great show. And that ending... Well, first, the segment with Christian Cage and Kenny Omega was phenomenal. For everything that this show had to end it on that high note with the inner circle versus this new faction, this new four horsemen style team. I am so excited for this. This is going to be a phenomenal. I can't wait to see where this goes. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for making an impact. We are talking about TNA Genesis from 2005, which ironically was the night that Christian Cage debuted for TNA impact. That is, was not by design, by the way. That was extremely ironic. But check out that. That was a hell of a show. And make sure you tune in on Friday for This Is Extreme. We're talking about the next two episodes of Hardcore TV in 1997. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 